Thank you and welcome to Reliability Boombox, proudly brought to you by Reliability Extra Net. You're here today with Seven, or Peter Horsburgh, the author of Five Habits of an Extraordinary Reliability Engineer, founder and CEO of Reliability Extra Net and Group of Companies, and myself, Dane Sullivan, the Business Director, uh, Development Director of the Reliability Extra Net Group of Companies. And we thought we'd bring to you a little podcast, a little uh, water cooler or fireside chat, uh, just about reliability engineering, um, processing, problem solving, and tools and tricks and of the trade that we thought might be helpful. So uh, with no further ado, I welcome Seven, aka Peter Horsburgh, to the table. Hi Seven, how are you? Oh, I'm very well, Dane, thank you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. <clears throat> so... Um, yes, uh, I thought we'd uh, get started on this this podcast. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a co-hosting event for you and I, and I think occasionally we'll invite um, some guests along to yeah. chew the fat. And uh, I think we've got some interesting ideas. people. Yeah, interesting people to bring on to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, but just for for everyone else uh, listening out there, um, first up, we're going to try and keep this pretty quick and simple, around 20 minutes to half an hour. Um, we'll give you a notice if it is any longer for any reason, probably when we interview someone else. Um, but we want to really help you solve some key problems in uh, reliability engineering. I think this space is moving quite quickly. Um, and also just in general problem solving. I don't think we need to constrain ourselves to reliability engineering, whether it's engineering in all, whether it's production, whether it's maintenance. Um, even operations and automation in other fields and other spaces. So um, do share this post if you think it's of interest or it might interest someone else. If there's a topic that you hear someone and they like it, then certainly share it. It would be great. Uh, and any feedback is also welcome. Uh, Seven, I thought we'd get started with a little bit of why Reliability Extranet and why you do what you do um, and what brings you to us. Oh, right. Excellent. Um, well, I've been um, an engineer for 20 years, a reliability, involved in reliability for 15 plus years uh, of, of those 20. And essentially, um, the whole idea of reliability extranet, I wanted to create a, an external network of uh, support for reliability engineers. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, reliability engineers like myself. Now, over my career, I've worked in you know power stations, coal mines, aluminium smelters, and made some mistakes along the way. Learn a few things. We all okay? have. Okay, <laughs> and essentially created reliability extranet um, to provide the knowledge, tools, and data to people self um, out there managing rather large things or assets as, as they're sort of now known or physical assets as they're now known and what i wanted to do was create something that brought the knowledge tools and data to make their lives easier okay um been there done that made a whole heap of mistakes learned some stuff along the way and you know part of writing um the the book as you can see over my shoulder here is 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 part of that um, that goal of bringing knowledge, tools, and, and data to to people like myself—a little bit of knowledge inside a book. Mm. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, 
I'll just share for the, the listeners and, and people out there. Uh, the reason I actually joined Seven and the team, uh, Seven and I went to university together mm-hmm. uh, later on in life for business degrees. Um, and we enjoyed working together. I think we did a couple yes. of uh, projects together, which were, were always fun. Um, at uni? At uni, at uni. And yeah. uh, <laughs> what, when I caught up with Seven one day, I was um, running my yoga studio and I caught up with Seven one day for a, a coffee and he was telling me about his book that he's written and I'd seen this come up. I'm like, oh, I'm interested in hearing about your book because I had a maintenance background and uh when I saw all the things that he was bringing to the industry, I was really blown away at, at how important that is, how beneficial that could be to an industry. I was very much, um, I left the industry initially because I was tired of beating my head against a brick wall with trying to do things differently, trying to think outside the box. Um, I found a lot of people weren't thinking outside the box. I saw seven thinking outside the box and doing things different and then helping with provide these tools and tricks and and elements to the industry. I thought this is amazing, and uh, and Seven bailed me up and said, "I'd love you to help me." I said, "Well, you're doing such a great job at, at bringing such a good thing to the industry that I, I couldn't say no." So um, <laughs> I, I, I kindly said yes. I'm going to I'm going uh, to note that Dane could not say no. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, my, my, my philosophy <laughs> in life is, is making making life simpler for people so I don't have to work so hard to, to get things right um, and, and to keep things sustainable. So, um, yeah, jumping in, Seven and I, I dove in and started working together and we could see that I plugged a little hole for Seven in the business mm-hmm. um, and we're working towards that. And I think the great thing is that our views in the company are very important that is about sustainable. It is about educating, training, and helping others to do things better. That's you know, um, we're not about selling the shirt off our back just to make a dollar. It's actually about just helping people and giving people. <laughs> For those that are religious of any kind, I think Jesus once said, um, you know, give a man a fish and he'll, he'll eat for a day. Teach a man how to fish and he'll feed himself for life and that's I guess where I come from is that I really want to help seven to teach other people how to fish in this space and I think with some of these tools we've got some great fishing rods for uh, yes. <laughs> a phrase um, to use so um, awesome so I think diving into that uh, nice little segue into uh a couple of things so a couple of the key items that we spend a lot of time and a lot of space in and that i think is also a little bit new to some people um but it's also one of them is very new to the industry but then others have been done for many years and we just need to look at there's other ways to do it so the first thing i'd like to talk about seven is is rcas or problem solving i'd like to categorize it in problem solving for those of you out there, RCA means root cause analysis. But really, we see it as a company is more about problem solving. So mm-hmm. it can be a problem in maintenance. It can be a problem in production. It can be a failure of an automated piece of machinery. It could be an incident in a hospital. You know, it could be an incident due to weather. 
Um, I remember when I was going through the uh, RCA training to get myself back up to speed, I did a, a mock RCA on a tree that fell over in my front yard due to poor weather and established that a retaining wall wasn't suitable. Anyway, um, so I, I think if we can just talk about that problem solving concept and why, why you think problem solving is so important and why it's important to have the right tools to help us with problem solving. Yeah, sure. So um, there's a whole chapter on this in, in or a whole section actually on, on this in the book. And, and what we're talking about um, from the five habits is uh, habit number two, understand. Okay. So yeah. the way that I, the way that I think and the way that I've learnt is that if you don't actually understand a problem, right? You don't actually understand a problem. Um, you uh, basically uh, have no no chance of actually solving it. Okay. Mm. You won't you won't be able to do it unless you understand it, right? What's happening, and and that's what problem solving is all about is understanding a problem to a point that you can actually solve it. Okay. Mm. Now, um, I us me being an engineer, I relate well to the structured style of, of, of problem solving because it gives me a step-by-step -step framework, if you would mm. if you would like to call it, of actually working through that process of problem solving rather than just sort of ad hoc going, ah, I think it could be this because I've been there and done that and burnt lots and lots. I'm not going to say how many dollars, right, but I've, <laughs> I've been there and done that been involved in things where we did not understand the problem and said, ah, I believe it is this, right? And going away yeah. and committing lots of money to actually solving mm. that and finding that the machine actually files again three months later. Mm -hmm. Okay? And yeah. that's, the net, that's the net result. The net result is that the problem reoccurs. Okay? Yeah. How did, how's that for you know, like your personal life or, or business? You know, we, we, we generally talk business, but even personal life, problems reoccurring in, in your personal life, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's where I think, you know, a little bit of structured problem solving goes a long way, a long way to reducing those reoccurring problems. Suffer the pain once. Yeah. Yeah. Learn, fix it move on to the next one continuous improvement it's all it all fits inside that bucket and and making things better so written a whole section on it in in, in the book in the, in the five habits okay and um you know we're we're you know talking about the um reliability action net group of companies you know we believe in it so much we've got a partnership here um in um, australasia with sologic we support the sologic problem solving process here in australia new zealand papua new guinea um indonesia and malaysia okay mm. um, yeah. we're here on the ground helping people um solve problems and you know um not just helping like helping them solve the problems themselves but as you said we're helping them with tools and training provide that that fishing rod so that they can get out there and do it themselves. And that's that's what I like to do is, you know, is giving, giving people the fishing rod to go out there and do it themselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
and yeah, providing awesome. that support support and help. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And 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 that's um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed about being a part of this group of companies is is the problem solving aspect. It's always been something that's fascinated me in, in growing up. I've always been one to sit there and think about it and, and work out, you know, try and understand, you know. There's a saying, seek first to understand, then be understood. But in this world, mm-hmm. it's seek first to understand, then solve the problem. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. exactly. And if because you understand it, you've got a really good chance of doing that. You do, you do. You, mm. you have a much, much better chance of doing it. And I think, you know, we, we've all been in the situations where we've, flown off the handle and, and just done the first thing we think of or tried something and and sometimes that's needed and, and um, an emergency situation sometimes you're going to do that what I really like about this process in general and, and I guess one of my philosophies with problem solving is when we understand and we solve from that point of understanding it's more embedded it's more of a a true solution and you're less likely to repeat it you know exactly. it may be repeated but generally if it is repeated maybe there's something you've missed and you haven't quite understood that's okay however likely when you do understand and you solve the problem right down to the root cause uh, you are far less likely to repeat it Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if it does reoccur, you're actually moving forward with experience. You haven't actually yeah. failed per se. You've now got that experience to say, hey, this is what we thought. This is what we yeah. thought would work. Okay. We, we thought it would work. Mm. Why would we do it? Okay. And, and, and now it hasn't worked. Okay. And we go, aha, now we understand why, it, you know, you've got more insight mm. into why it hasn't worked. Right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I firmly believe, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's a, it's a learning point. If you, you know, you learn from your, your failures. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole idea is only suffer that failure once. And that's what you're striving for essentially yep. and eliminate that, that, that uh, chance of that reoccurring again. Okay. But if it does reoccur, you haven't actually failed. You've actually learned something new. There's something exactly. going on that you didn't understand. Exactly. You've actually got, it's, 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 a, it's, I'm not going to say it's a gift, but it's like a gift. <laughs> it's like a totally. gift because yep. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, because there's an opportunity to learn and improve, and that's what mm. it's all about. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. And uh, taking on the the learning aspect, I think we're always learning. There's always something new to learn. And in a world where everything is go go go, striving to get things done quicker, faster, and uh, with less downtime, let's say that. Mm-hmm. Um, push it, pushing the limits on pieces of push, equipment. Pushing yeah. the limits left, right, and center. Center, yep. <laughs> um, and, and that's not just with machinery, it's with production, it's with processes, with our, with our staff. Like I think one thing I like to- It's people, yeah, people. It's people, it's, it's yep. like we're pushing people to work longer hours, whether you're a nurse, an engineer, a, a truck driver, we're extending your hours we're pushing those boundaries more and more and more and yeah understanding when failures occur and understanding how to solve them is really great one other thing that i guess we're leading into in the next aspect of what we do here at reliability extranet 
is machine learning. So this is one of those、mm. things that is a little bit new to the engineering and maintenance world, especially here in Australia. Yes, I think in the、yep. United States they're a little bit more onto it. There's a lot more people in the United States, and there's a lot more push to get things done quicker, faster, and with less downtime.、Uh, yep. Though machine learning is here, and it's a very data-driven、mm. process. So I guess yes. From your point of view, Seven, from your experience, why is machine learning important? Why, and and what have you seen? Come about with machine learning from recent years. Yeah, so it's 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 like the technology is getting better and better by by the day, right?、Yeah. Um, and the thing that I think people miss with the machine learning thing, they get all hooked up in the technology, the Internet of Things, and and you know all those magical buzzwords that. You know, no.、Um, sorry for my IT friends, but all the IT people love, okay, and the marketing people love, okay,、yeah. um, and, it, and it gets out there. And, and and like I've been confused myself with some of the terminology in the machine learning space, and 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 what does it mean, right? For me, machine learning, machine learning, is recognizing a difference in behavior.、Mm. That's、yeah. it. It's a computer algorithm that recognizes difference in behavior. Okay. Now,、yeah. there's a whole heap of different ways that it does that. But what is what is the value to me as a reliability engineer of having something recognise the difference in behaviour? It's warning time.、Mm. It's warning time. It's warning that something bad is about to happen. <laughs> okay.、Yeah. And wouldn't we all like to know that, right? And、yeah. isn't it a magical? Isn't it like the holy grail where you could have your、um, Computer system that that manages the plant, for example, recognizing、yep. a difference in behavior. Yeah. Ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty hours plus before、mm. the event actually occurs. Okay.、Yep. Before the event occurs,、yep. and you know, I've seen I've seen machine learning algorithms. Be taught to recognise specific events. Okay, so they're、mm -hmm. recognising the symptoms of specific events, and the computer is now telling you, "Hey guys, you've now got ten hours before this dispel、mm. this hose clamp falls off." Yeah. Okay, and it's、yeah. and it's doing it. it the computer is recognising the symptoms, right? And when you go back and you you know you test it and all that sort of stuff, it's getting ninety plus percent accuracy. Yeah, well.、Wow. So imagine cool, that in your plant, a loose hose clamp, which could potentially stop your machine. Yeah. Getting. I'm 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 recalling a specific example here. Twenty <laughs> nine hours of warning、yep. before the event actually occurs, and the machine stops due to an alarm. Yeah. How awesome would that be? And that's and that's what the that's what machine learning is all about. Is that warning time giving you the heads up that something is about to happen? It's learnt, you know. You teach it, for example, or it's self-learned. Some of these things self-learn, and,、um, and 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 getting that warning time, and that's what the crux of it is: is the machine learning recognizes the difference in behaviour to give you that warning of that something bad's going to happen. Yeah, yeah,、mm. yeah. Awesome. And I think、um, 
one of the things that I, I've seen on sites and a bit of the pushback is I remember an instant, an instance a few years ago, I was in an engineering conference and this was quite a few years ago, but a lady stepped up and started talking about automation and automated controls and was very direct about how the industry is changing. And for a lot of these engineers that were sitting in the conference, a few of them were a little bit older, more mature age that had worked in the industry for quite a number of years and had a number of peers that were in that industry. And the initial red flag came up that people are going to be out of a job. People are going to lose their job because all of a sudden a robot's doing their job for them or you know, machine learning, because that's what we're talking about, is going to process that. So I guess with reliability engineering, when we talked about this initially, I see that this machine learning process can really do part of what a reliability engineer's role is, is to detect problems oh, through, yeah, through data, yeah. you know, yes, through, data. through condition monitoring and through information that comes in. However, what I've started to see, and I think what I really want to remind people of is that think about how busy we are. Think about mm. how pressured we are. When I've sat in the job of a reliability engineer for teams, there's been an influx of information coming at you. There's a problem solving. There's a breakdown every other day. There's something that you have to solve. And then there's an RCA that you need to do. There's leadership training that you need to do. There's a general reporting that you need to do and all the other information that takes up a lot of your time. And then when you got to deal with a breakdown, you're like, oh, damn. Or as my daughter would say, biscuits. And it's like... <laughs> Um, that's Australian yeah. <laughs> so I think what I've started to see with this machine learning process is it really actually empowers people to get ahead of that game to really identify these problems before the truck alarm comes in like that was a really classic instance I remember the incident you're talking about that we pulled the data out off this truck straight away it picked up information it could have the alarm was here we could have first up notified it six hours before and then diving a little deeper we notified it 29 hours before mm. in that 29 hour period there was an in-pit service on this machine mm. which meant on that, that a machine. technician that was going to the machine anyway could have tightened up the clamp and the machine could have kept run, running so typically when the alarm goes off the machine has to go down has to be brought in so that team of people that are servicing that machine or servicing another machine i should say have taken off that machine to repair this particular machine that has come in that's now out of production fix it and then send it out whereas it could have been a five minute job and other yeah. people still doing their thing and it's not taking away from people doing things it's not taking away mm. it's really just empowering people to do their job better and do it easier exactly. and, and they, yep i totally agree and that's totally where i think to the these two things that we've talked about here with the machine learning and the problem solving are really two key aspects of engineering of maintenance of production of 
warehouse automation of hospitals. Yeah. Like you think anything that there's a process, anything where there's an actual procedure and whether it's automated, whether it's done by a machine or whether it's done by a human, there's steps. Like we're mm. all guided by steps now. Like I, I started my working career at McDonald's like many of us probably did. And there was a process to making a cheeseburger. It was quite simple, but there was a process. And every single time you followed it, the buns went in at a certain time, the meat went in at a certain time, and the sauce went on in a particular order. That was it. But it was a process. Mm. And if you're talking about solving a problem, you can even dive into that process of making a cheeseburger and you could probably improve it you know, through problem solving. Mm. Yeah. There, there might be a way to cook the burgers quicker if you had more data on the cooking process and times or, or how long it takes to do, do the process. Though I think that's where for us, we're really trying to dive in. That's what we want to share here in this space and yes. with everyone. Um, yes, so it's not just about maintenance. It's not just about reliability engineering. Um, it's about problem solving in general and how the likes of machine learning, um, root cause analysis, um, even oil samples. Like I think throughout this podcast, I think we'll dive into all those different things. Yeah. Um, Tools. There are, these, these are essentially a toolbox for yes. people to use. And I'm not just talking about reliability engineers. I'm talking about people that, that, that want to improve. Yeah. You know, yeah. personally, they want to improve. Business wants to improve. Whatever, whatever the driver is, doesn't matter. For, yeah. for, for us, it's a set of, it's a tool set. Tool and, set. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd really yeah. like to get people on here too, Dane, that have actually applied the tool set and can tell, tell yes. us some stories about their yeah. experience in applying different tool sets yeah. Um, and and how it worked, what worked, it didn't work, and you know what we could have improved and what we learnt and all that sort of stuff along the way. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. yes, yep, certainly. I think uh, it will be great to have people on here that have done that, used the tools, used the, the uh, information and their knowledge to improve and to change their business or even just their life in another way. Yeah. So, awesome. Well. Thank you very much, Seven. I hope uh, that was helpful to everyone else out there. And we certainly look forward to seeing you again. Um, yep. As always, uh, create, like us, add comments, send us messages. Um, you can find all our information at reliabilityextranet.com or sologic.com as well. Um, so if you have any questions, queries, please reach out. We're also on LinkedIn and you'll see some information in our show notes. Thank you again, Seven. And we look Thank forward you. to next week where we will have another little chat um, about, yeah, more about machine learning, more about problem solving and just being extraordinary reliability engineers. Thank you.